Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Okay, so we got some mailbag questions. We usually do a mailbag every now and then, and we got a good amount. I want to say like maybe eight or nine. Look at that. Um, so we'll go through them one by one. Um, this is from Gordon Blue. Gordon. He asked. <laughs> Gordon Blue. He asks, do you legitimately think that when healthy and all of the guys who are underperforming start to perform, or start to perform, do you believe this is a championship team, or do you think they need to make a move? Let you answer first. Um, if I'm looking at it right now, I'm like, absolutely not a championship team. But if everything, everybody is healthy, and our two starters, Clay and Wiggins, are who we know them to be then yes, I think we are. Because as just as we went up against certain teams, it was just like, we still are there. We still mm-hmm. have it, you know. We just got to tighten up here and there. But when it comes down to it, I'm still putting my chips on the Warriors. Because when it gets down to it, no, we know what we need to do to get this win. So that that's mm-hmm. how I that. Yeah, I totally agree as well. I think you look at the team on paper, Clay and Wiggins are are much better than they've been so far this season. And like I said, they're starting to round into form. Um, the offense is still coming along, right? We got 25 from them combined on 22 shots tonight. Could be better, 
but it's going to be better. They're, they've shown over the last few years that they're much better offensive players than this and defensive players. So when you take that into account, Draymond has been gone, right? If he's back and he's playing the, to the best of his abilities, he's a defensive player of the year candidate every year. At least he should be. Steph is still, at worst, the second best player in the league. I think he's still first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I'm not taking if, – if, in a playoff series, I'm not taking the other guys over Steph, right? So you're going to have the best player going into any series. And you got a legitimate, really good team. You got good players all up and down this roster. Yeah. So with the caveat that you're healthy and all the guys who are underperforming start to perform, <laughs> they are definitely a championship caliber team. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of can they get to the playoffs healthy? Can they remain healthy enough in the regular season so they can get good seeding for the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Those are the questions right there. I don't think they'll be able to sustain this bad of play <laughs> for an extended period of time. So right. I think they're well on their way to proving to everybody that they're a legit contender very soon. Um, the next one is from Rich Casanova 13. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a similar question, right? So do you think the roster is good as is needs to make changes on the margins or needs a major trade that's involving a major trade, meaning a starter gets moved? Mm. Well, you know my thoughts on it. I I don't think we <clears throat> should be making a move at all. I feel like we have who we have. Let's actually get it to work to perfection. Mm. Like we have time. Like everyone's put in their their work. I just feel like give it that time. Like and again, who are we bringing in? Like we don't have we don't have the funds to be bringing in some somebody. We're trying to stay away from that second apron thing or whatever. But also, if you're bringing in who you think you we need to bring in, guess what? Those other little pieces that you think you know they ain't really doing all that great are gone. But you have just this one person that you brought in. Who's filling in those other slots now to make up for what we just sent out? So it's like, we've got a good group here. Our second unit is actually like one of the best in the league. So I think what we outscored 15 of 16. So, mm -hmm. so something's yeah. happening. Something's working. It's the starters who haven't shown up like they're, they're supposed to. We've got one that has. And that's mm -hmm. Stephanie. And now we're we're finally getting our wings going. Okay, they're showing up. So yeah. let's. For me, it's just like no. I I think we can do things with who we have. I agree. I agree. I think um, you know, the longer the quote-unquote struggle goes on the more you have to look at other options but i think for now you take everything into account and you say we've been missing a lot of guys like we said earlier mm -hmm. in the pod a lot of guys have been missing we've been playing a lot of good teams very tough schedule so let's just see how they look um when everybody's together and healthy for an extended stretch against a more normal schedule right 
And, you know, just like we've seen them play bad, let's give them a chance to see if they can turn it around and play good for an extended stretch because we know that the the, the guys who are struggling right now are capable of doing much mm-hmm. better, right? Because they are the guys who won the championship, right? It's been the starters that's been mainly the struggle this season. Like you said, all of them except Steph have either underperformed or in Draymond's case, have not been present. For- <laughs> right. <laughs> For, for his 20 minutes. Doing. For 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Seven of the games that he's missed have been directly because he can't control himself. Yeah. So he needs to stay on the court. The other guys need to play better. We know they're capable of doing that. We know Draymond's capable of keeping himself in check, at least for an extended period of time before he has another episode. But um <laughs> once they do that, they should start to, you know, do better. Right. Steve is included in that as well. He needs to mix in more young guys with the older guys instead of going all young or all old. Yeah. But we saw a little bit of that again. Right. We saw that today. But then also you saw where the the usual second unit comes in and then you started to see how, wait, this really isn't jiving. And he started moving that second unit around, dropping in different little pieces here and there to be like, okay, wait, I think we found, you know, a a good, a good group here that kind of keeps it moving for us, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's starting to be like, all right, we're finally Gary's back. At least we can do some things because Gary was in that second unit. He got Gary up out of there and put him with Steph. Hmm, and you saw how it flipped. Yep. Because for some reason, Gary wasn't working too well in that second unit. It wasn't like there was nothing really, really going on. And it kind of just like we were just bogged down. Pulled Gary out, put him with the stars. All of a sudden, new life. Yeah, on both uh, in both units. So, yeah, I've been saying since the beginning of the season, he's 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 a player that needs to play next to Steph. He needs to play better with Steph. (laughs) Yeah, and Steph is better with him. I mean, Steph and Steph, but like he they they juice each other up because they're that compliment. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Just and to see their interaction too, like they know, like they're feeding off of each other too. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so the next one, um, a lot of these are very trade-based. I'm just letting you guys know. Mm -hmm. This is from Bob Swagger Lee. If tomorrow (laughs) was the deadline, (laughs) what realistic trade would you guys make that would turn the team into a contender? I guess I'll just answer. Yeah, go ahead. We've already answered this, that we think they already have a contending roster. What's a realistic one? No, give... Mr. Bobby Swagger, um, <laughs> the realistic trade that could actually okay. happen. Um, one that can actually happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to look at two teams, I think, in particular, because they're very close to, I think, blowing it up in the East. That's Chicago and that's Toronto. Right. So Detroit, at, I'm just kidding. <laughs> bring Wiseman back. But, um, <laughs> But with Toronto, um, they seem to be trending toward Scotty Barnes being their franchise cornerstone. So that means Siakam, who has just this last year on his con on his deal, mm-hmm. and OG, who has this year and next year on his deal, could potentially be available, right? They've been in trade rumors for the last some some years. Yeah. Now you do the math, 
Siaka makes 36, 37. Chris Paul and Kaminga combined make 36, 37. You would think that would be the trade with a lot of draft compensation in there, a few first rounders maybe. Mm. Who knows how realistic that is given how, you know, Masai is holding those guys hostage. Mm-hmm. But I think once it, this trade deadline, those guys will probably be gone because he'll lose them for nothing if he doesn't trade them. So that's one. OG makes 18. So, I mean, you look at Wiggins makes 24. You can make some money work there. Right. Uh, yeah. Who knows how that would how that would work out? I mean, they're pretty close in caliber of player. So is it like really worth to bring in? Yeah. Plus, plus Wiggins literally took a team friendly discount. He did. And so you're going to, yeah, that'd be tough. That would be bad business, right? It'll look bad to the rest of the league. Yeah. Um, But just money wise, that would be, you know, money wise and, and just on paper, that would be another option. You look at Chicago. I'm not really sure the the, the money on uh on Vooch and Caruso oh, okay. and those guys, but those are some targets that they can go after. People keep talking about Zach Levine. Sure, theoretically, you can do a play for Zach Levine trade money wise. Wouldn't really make much sense for the team to do that trade because Zach Levine makes 140 million more dollars for the next three seasons, which puts you smack dab in the second apron, over the second apron, well mm-hmm. over it. Uh, which means you probably lose three more players that you currently have on your team because you can't pay them <laughs> later on. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't do the Zach one. I wouldn't do any of these trades right now. If it came down to it, if this team was still struggling, I would definitely look hard at Siakam for sure. But other than that, it's, you know, it's just 2K trade machine, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fantasy, fantasy world. All right, we're on to the next one. On to the next. Um, I think you asked this one. Uh, I probably did. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You did ask this one. <laughs> um, you said, do you think Coach Kerr is ultimately to blame for the losing streak? Or could this be a combination of not having a full healthy roster and players not performing up to expectations? We already, yeah, we already answered this. <laughs> But I will say it's probably both. Exactly. All of these things together. Mm-hmm. Kerr is not coaching to the best of his ability abilities. Um, we've already kind of highlighted how he's playing mm-hmm. too many all vet lineups and too many all young guy lineups instead of blending them in and using that experience and skill with the vets, with the energy and the athleticism of the young guys together, which is what he should be doing more. He should be playing guys like Moses more. Um, and, um, you know, in-game coaching, in-game adjustments, coaching up the young guys, kind of mm-hmm. doing the try-hard thing. Like, you look at the coach of uh, OKC, like, he's yeah. calling a timeout. Every time they make a single mistake, he's calling a timeout. Like, he's so into it every mm-hmm. single possession. And I get it. It's hard to do that when you've been a championship coach to take the regular season and try to break down every possession down to the minutia every time. But when you have a team like this, where so many young guys are being heavily dependent on, you need to have that type of juice, I think. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we've already highlighted how Draymond's missed a bunch of time. Gary's missed time. Steph's missed time. Clay and Wiggins and Kaminga 
are performing under their standard and expectation, they'll be better. And yeah, yeah ultimately, all those things together is, is a pretty bad storm. And then when you look right. at it, eight and nine during the worst possible storm, possible, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, thanks for answering my question. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I'll leave this next question for you. Uh -oh. This is from Sub Thoughts. He said, "Are y'all tired of Draymond shit?" <laughs> um, yes, exactly. <laughs> and earlier you had said, "Yes, there will be a time Draymond's going to come back. He's going to be all nicey nicey on his best behavior, and then later on he'll do something to screw it up." I feel like maybe. This particular one could have been the ultimate wake-up call because this was the time where Kerr actually kind of called him out. And it's just like, you held on too long, dude. Like, I was with you with protecting your teammate. I was with you. If you, you know, you want to get him off like real quick, but the extended the extended drag across the court that's where nah i'm not with you on that one so i think that being like blasted out there and others kind of like you know you did choke him out like don't really look good you trying to choke him out and stuff so maybe and with the five games and you saw how just we just lost games, lost games, lost games. And it's just like, ultimately, dude, you could have fixed that because you had literally just got kicked out the game before. And then you come back to now five games out. So maybe finally you've realized, you know what? Listen, I have this reputation that they're always going to fall back on. So I'm going to just, you know, fly steady. Yes, I'm going to still, you know, like get into things and, and play my game, but I have to like stop and really think I can't let my team down once again. I can't be, you know, just getting kicked out, getting texts here and there. Like I have to be there for my team. And you kind of heard that from Curry and Kerr. And even Chris kind of said it, but he said it to himself, just as him getting booted out or whatever. Like, I can't do that. I got to be there for my team. So I think this might be, maybe, hopefully, this is the wake-up call. But yeah, I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, you said it. I couldn't say it any better. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, let's go to the next question. It's from Tommy Hill. He said, can Kaminga impact the game other than scoring or other than trying to score? Listen, <laughs> if he um, plays that defense, if he, he's got to, that's where yeah. it is. It's like, dude, you just got to be better on defense. He just yeah. kind of goes in and out sometimes. It's like, were, were you not paying attention in the huddle? Right. What's JK is, I don't think it's ever a, a matter of can. Right. Especially like he's so athletically gifted. It's like he can do anything that he wants to on the court, you know, without the ball in his hands. He can rebound. He can get steals in the pass lane, block shots. He can bang with bigger players. He can stay with the quicker players. Such a freak athlete. He absolutely can impact the game outside of scoring. And that's really what he should be focusing on. And that is what will take this team ultimately to another level. Obviously, they need his scoring punch. They need him to be able to score inside, yeah. post up, hit mid-range shots, get to the free throw line. That's a that's an offensive juice that he can bring to the team that they will really need, especially considering how, like, you know, Clay and Wiggins and stuff, these guys aren't Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. These guys aren't. Jamal Murray type of support for Steph. So you need the other guys to step up offensively as well. But outside of the offense, Kaminga needs to be that wing player similar to Wiggins in 2022 mm-hmm. that just does all of the dirty work because he's just the most athletic guy on the court at all times. That's that's why I think that's his way to impact the game. And he was he's been doing it, or he was doing it his rookie season and his sophomore season. Right. His sophomore season, much more so than his rookie season. Right. He he had a few games where he was really looked like a lockdown defender one on one. He had Shane in the the seatbelt one game last year. He had Luca in the seatbelt one game last year. And he just kind of I think I mean, it just seems like sometimes, like you say, he's a little spacey. Like he just his his mind's not on that anymore. And he he has to get back there. It's like a, a constant like having to tell him you have to play some defense. You have to grab mm-hmm. these rebounds. And then he'll come out, and then he's doing that. He's doing that. And then, you know, they feed him the ball. He he makes a couple of baskets. All, And then all of a sudden, he forgets, you still got work to do on the other end. Yeah. Like, you do the work on this other end, and we always got you here. We always got you here. Exactly. Like a little kid, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did good. Okay, we rewarded you. And then you don't realize that no, you've got to keep this up. Like you don't always get rewards for doing something you're supposed to you're be. Supposed to do. Yeah. So. And this is where Steve comes in. Now, this is obviously on Kaminga as well, right? As a player, you have to yeah. Pull him to be like, you gotta be homie. Yeah. And sends him right back out to do it. Right. Like it's never really been Steve's style, I think, to do this, but mm-hmm. he has to he has to evolve in some way. And it has to be to the point where Kaminga's like, man, Steve is just like 
on my back all the time. Like you have to be over coaching him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's probably the only player on the team where you really got to do that with. Everybody else seems to either get it. You know, everybody <laughs> else seems to get it. It's just some guys who are just physically incapable of doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. He's physically yeah. capable of doing literally anything, mm-hmm. but he just mentally doesn't always bring it. And that's when Steve has to come in. It can't be, yeah, Chris Paul, just whip him into shape. Like Chris Paul is out there playing. He can't play and coach, yeah. right? You got to be the coach. You have to be the guy that's constantly on him, tell him rebounding, tell him, yo, get around the screen this way, anticipate the screen, box your man out, like do all the little things and you're going to play more. You're going to get more play calls for you. I'm going to make sure you get three or four post-ups and all this other stuff. Like this is what's going to get you there. And you got to do it. Yeah. One of those like kids that you have to be on top of every, got to micromanage him because he's like, nee, 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 nee. and it's like, no, 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 focus. <laughs> nee, 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 nee. No, focus. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But you're, I think Kerr is, is kind of like breaking out of that shell and seeing. Mm-hmm all right, let me, let me step out of my own comfort zone and, and really, you know, start to do that, start to really, because you do see from time to time on the sidelines, he is talking to him and telling them, all right, but I'm going to keep you in though. So, so go do what we just discussed. Yeah. I'm calling this timeout because you're messing up out here, but I'm going to need you to just regroup now, get back out there. You know, so he is like, giving him some, some rope. And then, you know, it's, it's up to Kaminga to really just be like, all right, all right, I got it. I got it. But mm-hmm. he's got it. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next question. We got two more left. This is from glory. glory. He said, would have been Steve Kerr's while we're on the topic of Steve Kerr <laughs> would have been Steve Kerr's greatest strengths and weaknesses over the years. Well, we always go to him being able to manage the many, many egos that he has. Like, I think overall, you still have to have that skill and to be able to talk to players and get through to players and everything. So I think that that is something that would be a strength of his because who he actually has to coach. These are super duper stars. Like you have Curry and then you have Clay Thompson who like, these are just like all time shooters here. And then you have Draymond on the defensive end. Who's just, just, just a wild boy, wild boy. Who's literally bumped heads with Kerr. So to be able to kind of still like, have the team intact and together. I think that's that's a strength to be able to do that. But I think he's also bringing in people on his squad that can, you know, handle the things that he maybe just isn't strong at. So I I think he hires uh, he he has a good team around him. I think so. That's a strength. Weakness, yeah, I, you know, he's, he's very rigid, very set in his ways, but mm-hmm. there are lots of coaches who aren't 
you know, wanting to bend in that way. And I think we probably are just like super hard on Kerr because I'm always just like, well, if you guys want to get rid of him so bad, who are you getting to replace him? Who is the coach that you're bringing in to coach this group? Who you think is going to just do a, you know, a fan freaking tastic job. They're going to do it. They're going to be the ones. So, but thinking about who you're dealing with and what, comes with all of that, especially a championship team. You know, you've got four-time champion. A lot's gone in there. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree on on everything. Like you said, um, being able to manage all those egos, being able to keep everything together and the culture together, not necessarily saying like Steve is keeping the culture together himself. It's obviously Steph, but He's he's a big part of that as well. Um, as far as from the X's and O's thing, like it's he's he's a really smart X and O's coach. He just is like you say, he's very rigid mm-hmm. and he like sticks to the things that he loves to stick to when it's like you know you have three or four wrinkles off of this play that you just haven't been implementing mm-hmm. um as much as you should. You know you can get a little bit more creative with the pick and roll stuff and getting clay the ball in, in easier positions but um yeah i think his biggest weaknesses as far as this particular team this year we've already highlighted is his um his unwillingness to overcoach his unwillingness unwill- to like fully involve himself in the middle of the game stopping it and coaching guys up and doing that he just kind of lets his guys play and it's like sure that's good for Steph and, and Clay and Chris Paul and these guys who've been doing it for over a decade, but the younger guys and the guys who have roles that are super important that they have never been on this team before, you need to coach them up. You need to make sure that they know what's going on. You need to make sure that they are supplementing the older guys as much as mm-hmm. they possibly can so you can you know accomplish the goal that you ultimately want to accomplish. So we got one more question. <laughs> this is from Truth. He said, is there a chance that maybe y'all are wrong on this team and that maybe the window is closed? Not everyone ends on a title in their last dance. What do you think about that? Truth is uh, not spitting all that truth. He's a Lakers fan, by the way. I'm just putting it. Oh, typical, typical, typical. Um, I, I wouldn't call this the last dance at all. This is just another year to win a championship. That's that's how I see it. Um, I don't think we're wrong about, you know, the guys that we have. We know what they're capable of. And even with everything that even happened last season to this, you know, Lakers fan here, we were still in the playoffs in the second round. Um, we can talk about a free throw disparity really could. We could talk about someone's rib being, you know, almost what cracked basically in that, what was that? The, the fourth game or whatever, the fifth game. So that, you know, and then clearly Gary throwing up. wasn't well, Um, And still was right in there. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm not saying that this is done. This is in our last dance. So, no, I don't think we are incorrect about this team at all. 
No, I don't. I don't either. I mean, it's always you have to acknowledge that. Sure, maybe, right? But mm-hmm. no, nah, we ain't there yet. Yeah, we'll only be there if we actually are there. That's when I'll say, "Oh, right." Like, oh, Once it's already done, yeah. I'll say it was the last dance. I'm not going to say it in the midst of it. Right. Right. When Steph is still this good, um, there go. you know, yeah, and like like we both said already, we think this team at its best is a contending level team. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think it's the last dance when you have a contending level team and the best player in the league on it. So, yeah, when that when they no longer have that, then is then it's the last dance. Then it's over. Right. 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 They don't have that yet. Um. So yeah. Those are all the questions we got for today. Um, I think that was a good one. Warriors got a win, like we said. They got Sacramento on Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday on TNT. It's a in-season tournament game. It is. It is. It is the last in-season tournament right. game of group play. Yeah. So that's like three we- days off. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, today is Friday. Look, I'm like, what's today? <laughs> they're they're going to be able to practice with yep. the full team finally again. And hopefully they get a, a good performance. They got to go into Sacramento. So they're going to be hyped up. Damn. Sacramento is going to be jumping. So this is the perfect opportunity yeah. to kind of re restart their season, like reset it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Darren Fox is back. So, And they've been hoping. They have won. Well, actually, just lost two games in a row before they just won tonight. But before then, they had won six games in a row against some pretty good teams. So, you know, the Kings are back. They're good again. Like, they're, they're just good. Right? They got Fox. He's one of the best players in the league. Oh, yeah. Trey Lyles is back, too. Hey, yeah. Been out they, of they, they have a good team. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be – it's not going to be an easy win at all, but it'll be a good win if they can get it done, and it'll be the start of, you know, starting up a new win streak, right? They're already at one. Why not get to two? Why not get to three yeah. and four and five? There we right. go. I like <laughs> this style, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys for joining. Um, subscribe. Share. Mm-hmm. Tell people on the street, you know, Tell your friends, tell your coworkers about us. Show them on Spotify, Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts. Go on YouTube under 95.7 The Game. You know, <laughs> go into their podcast folder and you'll see us right there. We upload after every episode. You know, put the notification bell on, all that stuff too. Ding. <laughs> and when you rate, rate five stars, please. Only five. Only five. Don't rate anything else yeah. <laughs> in the YouTube comments. Don't talk about my voice being very monotone. Okay. <laughs> Say good things. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All feedback is good feedback. Exactly. Unless it's bad feedback. So <laughs> <laughs> thank Karima again for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Um, <laughs> very much appreciate it. And we'll be back after the Kings game. Yeah, right after that win that we get. Right after yeah. that win. I don't know what just happened on my screen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys. Peace. Peace.